Thanks so much for listening. This is the William Holland Radio Program here, live from Connecticut. Well, there's lessons that a lot of other countries, especially, there's a lot of countries that are in what's called the middle income trap. They are manufacturing powerhouses close to the global south, certainly in East Asia. And they can learn an awful lot about America's astonishing economic record. The anxiety about American decline needs to be qualified. Clearly, the declining, the narrative or the storyline of American decline is a partial, it is a dominant storyline, but it is partial because the the cheerleaders of American decline, they obscure a stunning success story. And I want to go through just a couple of numbers here. If we start with the familiar measure of economic success, it's called GDP. Now, that's changed a lot in the last two decades, primarily because of the of digital mediums, not to mention we're really a service sector economy. Our economy in the United States is predominantly pushed by productivity-enhancing devices, digital mediums that enhance productivity of our service sector. The dominant contribution in American GDP is government spending. In 1990, America accounted for a quarter of the entire world's output. Now, if you measure this at market exchange rates and not what they call purchasing power parity, in other words, if you go to Zimbabwe and in as as a thought experiment, you keep their currency, which is silly, at par with the United States. Um, economists do this all the time, but if you do it according to the exchange rates, American output was twenty five percent of the entire world. Thirty years on, that share has not changed. What has changed is China's economic clout because of what America has done. America's dominance of the rich world is quite startling. Today, we account for almost 60% of the G7's GDP. Um, We were 40% in 1990. So adjusted for purchasing power, it is only the uber-rich petro-states in the Middle East and they, of course, enjoy uh, economic success because we provide them with uh, a defense umbrella. If that should end, the purchasing power parity won't mean anything for the petrol monarchies in the Middle East. But average incomes have grown much faster in Western Europe and Japan and in the United States than anywhere else. The problem with the decline is not just inflation, but cultural. Um, research R&D in America. We have been spending nowhere near enough. We're spending half of 1% in uh, all of our R&D in America. We have spent in the last decade alone about $200 billion. It's not anywhere near. If you take a look at what Ronald Reagan asked of Americans... It was over 5% GDP in defense R&D. We're going to have to return to that if we're going to manage, favorably manage outcomes 
in the South China Sea and East Asia. America's outperformance really says a lot about how you grow. We have to take into account a very large consumer market, extremely deep capital markets. That means the sanctity of the rule of law, and it means the sanctity of this gigantic thing called civil society, because what the Americans do that nobody else seems to get right are secondary bond markets. And that is not something that can be writ or can be born from a government writ in China. It is America's dynamic civil society matched with our capitalism. We are not (laughs) a democracy. We are a constitutional republic, and we need to return not only to being a a commercial, uh, a constitutional republic, but we need to join it to commercialism. The dynamism of the United States, what we could teach everybody else, is what happens, not in a social democracy, which brings about statism. It's all about a growing civil society, which can be quite chaotic, matched to the dynamism of a commercial republic. Uh, We have some regulatory barriers, and we have an awful, awful um, problem with our out with we are the American regime is still a petrol powerhouse, but our domestic market for political reasons has been hindered. If we're going to unleash growth, we're going to have to return to the fossil fuels. The size and the quality of our workforce matters, as does the sanctity of contracts, bankruptcy laws. And, of course, the value of dynamism, which is intrinsic in a commercial republic. The lessons for America's astonishing economic record obscures, is really obscured by um, a dominant trend, kind of a mythology about American decline. It is only the partial story. And I'll end with this. The all cultures ultimately have a theological or a religious foundation. The foundation, the moral foundation of liberty, in order for the Americans to unleash the dynamism of our, really to, to match and overcome previous cycles of growth, we're going to have to return to being a commercial constitutional republic. My name is William Holland. This is the William Holland Radio Program. Live from Connecticut.